last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, so we picked up, having just freed Gerd the Goblin, we ran across a large intersection of the tunnels containing a couple portals. Uh, Glenn decided to try and kill one of them stealthily and quickly learned that thunder and lightning damage are different uh, and sent a cavernous explosion through tunnels, which is not quiet. That drew more gnolls. So after a fight with a few regular-sized gnolls and one magically enlarged gnoll, we emerged victorious. We killed it. We, we did great. We discovered a passageway full of seemingly mind-controlled workers uh, among these weird crystal-like glowing purple mushrooms that emitted necrotic energy. Uh, we moved our way over to Doc's containment chamber. Uh, all the captives seem to be under some sort of mind control as the others, aside from one, a little halfling farmer named Tardin, who more or less useless. Uh, we decided to take up hiding spaces <laughs> in the room and wait for Doc to come to us. Uh, so we're kind of setting a trap right now, and a short while later, a giant golem made of metal and sewn together flesh entered the room, uh, followed by the shambling form of an ancient, decrepit, white dragonborn known as Doc, who is the second of three brothers. And that's where we left off. Thank you, BK. And with that, we can begin episode 25, The Brothers. going to pick up with uh, the Almost Heroes are hiding in this room full of cages and prisoners, uh, and they're they're just wonderful, super, super helpful friend Tarden. Um, as uh, as Doc uh, has entered the room, uh, followed by uh, his, his nasty, uh, fleshy boy, uh, and uh, they just kind of walked into the room. Um, this, uh, this figure is like eight feet tall and just kind of like this mecha frankenstein-esque sewn together figure um that is just kind of walking and then very kind of small and and kind of hunched over behind them is the yellowed withered form of this probably once pretty proud white white dragonborn uh that's carrying a staff and is robed in these uh kind of like faded robes that have the symbol of torog on the front of it and uh yeah so what do you all do? Uh, quick question. We were all hidden minus Rangrim, correct? Yes. So Rangrim, you had uh, used Thaumaturgy to make your eyes look black like the mind-controlled version of yourself. And uh, you were just kind of standing out into the, in the room, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Glenn's yeah. very much staying hidden. Cosmo's <laughs> uh, Cos- in a cage. Not necessarily hidden. That's it. Yeah, uh, and Glenn, you're kind of just hidden around the corner in this kind of like pile of rocks, uh, if I remember right. Cosmo's in this cage with this, uh, what looks like a corpse, kind of, like a really dried up old husk of a corpse. Uh, Udak is hiding, just closed himself in one of the cages, but has the key to the cage that he's in. And um, yeah, and and there are two other figures in the room that are in their cages that are just like straight uh dead-faced like black eyes and just standing in their cages uh one mm-hmm. of which had been let go and uh kind of just started walking uh didn't attack anyone uh, mm-hmm. but then was locked back away a half elf i believe named uh weston or something like that um you that could, was the halfling's companion you couldn't find it last time i don't think yeah no, i don't think I, I couldn't <laughs> figure it out um and then uh tardin had locked himself back away in this other cage and covered himself with like an old sleeping mat of some sort um, but yeah, so Rangrim, uh, the, as this, uh, this nasty boy and Doc uh, kind of start walking into the room, uh, the 
the form of the the flesh golem kind of stops and just stands there and and doc kind of steps to the side and looks around it and is looking directly at you kind of puzzled and is not moving forward anymore uh cosmo says are you stupid <laughs> Rangram just turns and just looks at cosmo but that's it and he's giving him like a wicked stink eye as best as he can without raising attention. What are you doing in here? Raygrim just turns and looks at Doc, just blank-faced. You need to get back to work. And Raygrim just putzes off over to the cage where this, like, corpse is in. Okay. Just sort of past Glynn and over here and is, like... I'm like futzing with the lock of this cage. Okay. I think that's the one that Cosmo is in. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cosmo is in the one with the corpse. Yeah, so but I'm it's, just like it's 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 tacked open just uh, like just barely. It's it's the door is closed, but it's not locked. So yeah, it's okay. pretend locked. You're doing yeah, the so, you're, you're pulling the Chewbacca uh fake not lock manacles trick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whole time. Uh okay. one point of order. Poe is watching more down the hallway in case they see anything. And if they do see anything, they will cry like a baby as the, the signal. <laughs> okay. Specifically like an, a, a human baby. Okay. Uh, so they're just kind of looking down the hallway? Yeah. Seeing if anybody else is coming along. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lynn uh, is going to wait to see where Nasty Boy and <laughs> Doc go. I guess you mindless Dwarf are here now for my time. And I'm talking at Rang. Um, Rangrim's like really like he's facing Cosmo and he's trying so hard right now to not say anything. Like pursing his lips like almost grunting under his breath and turns and goes starts futzing with the cage that Udex in. Okay. Um Doc uh, steps around the side of the flesh golem looking at this dwarf that's yelling at him and just kind of like his lip curls into this kind of like draconic smile. And it's as it does, like you can see that there are just like teeth are just like missing and it's just kind of like a cracking noise almost as it as he kind of does this. It's like a like very dry sounding, uh, just kind of weirdly creepy noise. Um, And he just goes, it seems like we have a volunteer. And then he just points his staff, and the flesh golem starts walking over to uh, Cosmo's cage. Right, well, uh, that smile there, that's a face only a mother can love. Silence him. So this thing is walking up to your cage. Tell me a little bit more about this flesh golem. Like, how tall is it? Eight feet tall, uh, pretty broad. Um, it looks like its arms are sewn together. Like, it... Its muscles don't make sense. It's not like these are one person's arms. It looks like multiple arms have been sewed together and like there. So there's like muscles and biceps and places that probably shouldn't be. Um, their arms are probably twice as thick as something uh, as normal. Like think more like ogre-esque in stature. Uh, and then also like it's combined with like this metal plates coverings, almost similar to like uh, Willy, but almost but way more extreme. Okay. And then how tall are, is this door like that I'm in? Uh, uh, so the it's gonna go all the way to the ceiling. Um, I'll say that this chamber probably is. T- I'll, I'll say that the, the door is ten feet uh, to the ceiling. It's fifteen feet. 
Okay. All right. So the door is ten feet tall. Okay. Got it. All right. So, all right. Proceed. Um. So the uh, doc points his uh, staff at the door, um, and with just like a, you, you see like a, a flash of a spell, and the door just shoots open, um, and the flesh golem is going to roll a grapple check to grab you. Um. Let's see. Okay. So I get so, to roll against it, right? Uh, strength check, yeah. Yeah. So I got an 18. Okay. It's just going to be your straight strength modifier plus your roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually am going to... It's going to be a... Rank that. Strength modifier or athletics? Mods, just strength modifier. Strength modifier. So I got a dirty 20. Okay. Um, so he goes to grab you and you're able to kind of like, how are you stopping yourself from being grabbed by this thing? So uh, as he comes in to like grapple me, I kind of see it where maybe I uh, grab my arm or grab his arm. And I'm gonna slip underneath him and around him, and try okay. and try and reverse it. And I'm just gonna say, "Now, Redgrim, do it!" <laughs> and okay, uh, roll. Uh, and Redgrim is going to run directly at the nasty boy in the back, like full sprint, and try and shove him into the caves in unison with Cosmo's motion there. Okay, so what I need is um, I need an athletics check from Redgrim. I need a acrobatics check from Cosmo. Acrobatics? Ad- advantage for either of those? Um, I'll say that Rangrub gets advantage on his athletics check for sure. 18 on my athletics check. During Shot all this, Glenn advantage. is uh, filing his nails Ooh. with Mage Hand. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also could be a dexterity saving throw. The reason I'm having you do it is because uh, it's to get out of the way uh, of this, uh, basically get underneath it and around it. Got it. Okay. So it is a that would be your your aura fifteen to do that. Okay, um, I'll say that uh, you get you're going to get clipped a little bit as uh, Ranger. What was your what was your check? Your it was an eighteen on my athletics. Eighteen, awesome. Uh, so yeah, so Cosmo, you you slide underneath this thing and as you're trying to pull its arm uh you're just realizing you're like trying to bend a tree trunk this thing is like in like inhumanly strong and so you're like able to get out from underneath it but like you are kind of in the way and as this thing gets smashed through the door by rangram using like your shield i assume to just kind of barrel him through uh you kind of get smashed between this thing and the door and like you're gonna take uh, you're gonna take a little bit of damage here okay okay where's my little um, that's just one damage. So okay. you get kind of pinched between the door uh, and this thing as it, it gets pushed in and kind of like falls into the room and then starts getting up. And uh, I'm going to move, move y'all. Oh, so yeah. you're oh. there. He's here. Uh, and so he kind of falls and stumbles into the room and starts turning back uh, to to come back out the door. What do you do? Um, I- uh, at that point, Glenn dives into action and locks the door. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me a uh, slide of hand. Uh, tight. A lot. Uh, hold on. Above twenty. 
Or side hand, plus 11. 21. Um, awesome. I also need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, also a lot. You got my aura as well if you need it. Yes, I do. Is that rolling a d4 or is that a plus 4? It's rolling a d4. Okay, so 24 plus 4, 28. Okay, um, you, as you're running over to the door, um, you notice that this, this cage next to you. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about those. One of these cages opens up uh, right next to you, and uh, it is just like a row of teeth, uh, and it's uh, basically just kind of like snaps at you as you're going by it. So as it as it launches at me, and I'm, I'm guessing with 28, I avoid it. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, God, everything is just trying to, what the, and I like kind of kick it off and take a step to the side. Um, yeah, so you're able to sidestep this uh, this cage that's kind of, and like legs sprout on the side of it. It just kind of like does that screech at you again, and it kind of is just moving back and forth. Um, and this whole cage rattles as this uh, flesh golem slams into the cage as you're able to lock it. And now it's reaching through. Uh, Glenn, I need you to actually make me another dexterity saving throw to not get grabbed by this boy. That wasn't good. Uh, I got a natural nine, which my plus eight to dex is going to be a 17 plus a D4, which is another four. So 21. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's still very good. Uh, you are able I really to... like the aura protection. That is nice. <laughs> uh, you're able to jump back five feet and get out of the way of this, this hand that comes shooting through the bars and is just like literally like right at your throat, closes right in front of it and is just trying to grab you. Uh, and like, you're just getting this like smell of decay and like disgusting noises. It's just like this flesh and this metal are like clanging against the bars of this cage. And the cage is like, is absolutely rattling. Like it is, uh, it is not uh, doing it's, you know, it is, is being pushed to its structural integrity limits uh, by this creature. Um, what do you all do? So as that as it reaches out and Glenn kind of takes like a jump back, it's like, hey, come on, man. Just relax. Chill. Chill. Relax. So I, I, I got a joke for you. Who gives the best hickeys? Necromancers. And I cash Tasha City's laughter on him. On who? The golem. Okay. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it has enough Necromancers. intelligence. Necromancers, that's just... It's very good. Well, just amazing. Uh, so what does it need to make? Wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. So it has... Everybody yeah, press. It's only going to be a nine. Pray. It's only a nine. Whatever this thing does for laughing, it starts <laughs> to do and it goes prone. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it uh, it starts making this kind of like just sickly kind of. Uh, it's almost like it doesn't have vocal cords, and so it's like this <sighs> noise. It's almost like just like exhaling, and it is it is gnarly, not fun to listen to. Uh, but it does fall down on the ground and is making this like weird hacking laughter. Um, and uh, with that, Doc is going to begin to back out of the room um, and is going to point his staff down the hallway and, and just say, I need your assistance. And you see something shoot out of his wand and go flying around the corner. Uh, and then you hear another just loud, like kind of growl wheeze uh, come from down the hallway yeah. and the sound of footsteps. Cosmo turns, Cosmo turns around and just says, what did you call your mummy? Um, they are going to... Are, actually, you know what? At this point, I think we need to roll into, into initiative. <laughs> I think... Um, 
So let's uh, let's get those dice rolling. Uh, also, once the thing that's come down the hallway comes into view, don't forget about Poe. Yes, hundred percent. I will. Um, I will say I will say that Poe uh, likely at this point uh, can see a pretty big form uh, that is probably about twice the size of the other one in width, uh, same height, uh, but something very large uh, and wide is coming down the hallway. Uh, I got a twenty-four. Poe got a nineteen. Twenty-four for Glenn. What's what side of dice do you use? Mine are twenty. <laughs> yeah. Well, initiative, you get a bonus based off your dexterity, and shockingly, my rogue is pretty dexterous. Sure not. Uh, what did Poe get? Uh, it's seventeen plus uh, nineteen. Okay. Cosmo got gonna a, go... a ten. Okay. What'd you get, Rangram? That would be an eight. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a Rangram roll. There's a, yep, there's a Rangram there initiative. Is. There it is. Dead last in initiative, as always. Remember, kids, don't make decks your dump stat. <laughs> so at the top of the order, uh, we have the golem in the cage. Um, so I'm going to say that he's already kind of taken his turn. I'm going to give him a strength check to see if he can damage the cage. Is, is he still prone? He should be prone. Uh, yeah, he's prone. I'm just going to, yeah, his, I'll say that his turn is, is, is toast at Wait, this point. Uh, he has to try to save, though. Uh, so that was a nat 20, actually, <laughs> to save. Um, is that, so that's saving against the, the laughter? Yeah, so now he's back. Okay. But he was prone, so half his movement speed. Right. So he's going to stand up um, and just start pushing against the cage. Uh, let's see. It's a 17 plus strength, um, 19. I'm going to say that. So they they are able to overcome this kind of like hacking, dry laughter that, and, and get up off the ground, standing to their full eight feet, uh, and then just grab both of their mismatched arms and hands uh, around this cage and just start like shaking it. And you can see that the metal is starting to like, like Rangram, you can see that like the way that this thing is structured and the way that the, like the pins holding like the, the hinges on, like you can see them just kind of starting to tweak and the metal is starting to bend as they continue to shake it. Uh, you don't think that it will last too long with this kind of abuse. Um, and that's going to bring us to Glenn's turn. Well, that was a waste of Atasha City's laughter, but I'm going to, Glenn's going to rotate around the cage here. And he's going to, yeah, once he gets around the table, he's going to kind of look over to, look over to the guy rattling cage bake. Hey, what did the druid say to the dryad? You're a naughty girl. And cast Hot City's laughter again. Awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, that is a five. <laughs> Prone again. Okay, is that the same one? The same. The, uh, so you did to the nasty boy again? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nasty boy is again prone. Uh, so they sit back down and kind of like start doing that hacking uh, laugh again. They're still holding onto the cage, but they've just kind of fallen down and their legs are kind of like sticking out at this point. It's, uh, it's very strange. And then I take my bonus action to hide. Okay. Which? Oh, I need to roll for the Holy crap. Uh, a lot. Like a like a bunch twenty five. Okay, yeah, I I think that. Uh, how are you hiding? Are you just like hiding back behind this table? Yeah, I'd be like kind of crouching. Yeah, I'd be kind of crouching, positioning myself. Maybe I guess this would make a. Eh, no, yeah, I'd be behind this table, and I would just kind of duck down after I said my my joke. 
Awesome. Uh, sweet. That is going to bring us to Doc, who is going to um, still backing up, kind of putting his uh, putting himself farther away, distancing himself from you all. Would uh, Poe putting... be before him? Uh, n- no. Uh, oh, wow. Doc. Yeah, Doc rolled a nineteen plus. Um, so Doc's kind of backing himself out of the room, um, but is going to just begin uh, to cast, and you see this kind of like shield the shimmering shield go up um and around them uh that kind of like it, it's almost like it flashes for a second uh and, and it seems like there's kind of almost like a, a vapor around them uh, covering them and um covering who uh doc oh okay they cast uh they cast something on themselves got it okay yeah uh with that he's just going to that's actually going to be their whole turn um and they're just going to continue trying to uh just back out of the room and wait for backup reinforcements. Um, it's actually Poe's turn now. Um, Poe is going to hold its action um, for Glenn's next strike. Um, mm-hmm. Poe's just kind of going to wait and basically, just, yeah, just take the, the help action, swoop in on Doc when Poe makes his next attack. Uh, when Glenn does? Or sorry, when Glenn does, yeah. Awesome. Um, that's going to bring us to Udak. Uh, Udak, who is just kind of like sitting in this cage, uh, waiting for uh, <laughs> waiting for his turn to his time to shine, uh, is going to just be like, kind of. You can see that that kind of like anger that flared up when he pulled off his uh, blade and threw it before. Like seeing Doc now in this moment, like you can just see like the the straight like orc anger is just completely on his face again and uh they kick the cage open and just start like basically full uh full sprinting i'm gonna give him an acrobatics check see if they can get over this table fucking natural 20 for udak to fucking like vault this table uh and try to use one two three four five six seven uh they are they're not able to now fucking he can get all the way to uh doc but they're not going to have an attack, but they're going to use their full movement to get up to him. Um, and then is just going to like, absolutely just spit at, uh, spit at doc and, uh, very much wants to attack him, <laughs> but can't, uh, get within range. So that's going to bring us to Cosmo. Cool. Um, Cosmo seeing doc <clears throat> kind of start to turn the corner is going to take his full movement to like run up around the corner to see him. And mm-hmm. so five, um, and then uh, does he see this big messy thing that is now in my vision? On um, uh, yeah, see, sloppy you see boy. This... <laughs> yeah, you see this. Um, unlike the other flesh golem, which was a lot more muscular, this one seems like it is made out of a lot looser kind of like just a lot of extra flesh on this one. Um, and it just kind of is, it's, it's much wider and it just seems like the, the arms themselves are probably like tree trunk esque and just like lots of loose hanging skin all sewn together as this thing kind of shambles down the hallway, um, letting out this like kind of disgusting dry moan, uh, as it's kind of making its way down the hallway to, uh, help its, uh, creator. Right. Uh, so uh, Cosmo will just say to doctors, "Like, well, I see why you surround yourself with ugly things to make yourself feel better, but uh, I think there's enough ugly in this room already." And he's gonna cast 
uh, uh, turn turn undead or abjure enemy on this sloppy boy, and he. What is abjure enemy? Uh, it's a paladin. Uh, it's my channel divinity. Okay. Uh, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Is he considered a fiend or an undead? I presume. Uh, it is an undead. Yes. Then he has disadvantage on that saving throw. Well, that's already not good. Um, how's a nine plus? Uh, fuck. What is it? It's a Constitution. Mm, wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, yeah, that's that's an eleven. Uh, so he fails. Okay. So the creature he's uh frightened now. Um, his okay. spe- his speed is reduced to zero. Uh, for damn. one for one minute. Uh, damn. Okay, so it's frightened, so it can't move closer to you. Correct. It's stuck here, and uh, it's you said its speed is halved. Uh, speed is zero. Speed is zero. Okay, so it's just stuck. <laughs> it's just hanging out in the hallway. Um, this thing oh. like. What? It can't That's move for a whole minute. A whole minute. So, I mean, ten rounds of combat. Oh my god! We should use that spell more often. <laughs> that is insane. That um, is bonkers. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Okay. Um. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, it's immune to being frightened. Well, it still says. I mean, it can withhold. I mean, the creature can be. So immune it's to not frightened, but it can't. It can't but move for a minute. It, still. Yeah, it's, it can't move for a minute. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's a good compromise. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he's stuck there for a minute then. Um, but it's just kind of like, just kind of like this shambling mess of flesh just kind of stops dead. and kind of, which is, it's still kind of like moving almost like a waterbed, which is really probably disturbing. Uh, and uh, it just kind of sits there and it's just kind of glaring at you. And it, I mean, it doesn't show much emotion, uh, but it is just sitting there kind of waving back and forth at this point. Uh, and Doc, whom was waiting for that thing to uh, give him backup, is now uh, feeling less and less secure uh, about his uh, his whole predicament. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to bring us to Rangrim. Nice. Um, Rangrim is going to take half his movement and move to about the front of this table here. And he's going to be like, Aye, you scaly weirdo. What Cosmo said, you're ugly. And he points at him. And he's going to cast Guiding Bolt with a second level spell slot. Holy shit. Nice. So that's a spell attack. I have to make. I always forget that. How do you feel about a 22? Uh, I think, you know what? I feel like that's going to do it. Sick. All right. Let's see here. Oh, I don't have enough D6. Oh, no. <laughs> you can bump it up to a D8 if you want. <laughs> Just multiply it by two. Seems fair. Ice twenty four. Oh my guiding bolt. Uh, yes, that absolutely does it. Um, twenty four uh, damage. Twenty four damage. That's correct. It was oh. five to six. Um, you see this uh, this kind of like shining shield around them flash, um, but it seems to get through it, and then of course they are lit up like a uh, the Fourth of July because of guiding bolt. Um, so they take 24, uh, 24 straight damage, which is not good for a caster to take. Yep. Um, the next attack roll against him before the end of my next turn has an advantage. Okay. Damn. Okay. Uh, awesome. That is terrible for Doc. Um, that's going to bring <laughs> us having to... a bad time. <laughs> um, Glenn, uh, your uh, your mimic friend is looking for you. 
He's got to beat a 26. Uh, yeah, he did not beat a 26. So you see this thing kind of uh, creeping around, and it's just kind of like ting, 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 is looking around and then can't That's find you. Hell. And it just goes right after Rangry. <laughs> and nice. it's going to make an attack on you. Um, just a little, uh, just a little bit of a little, little bite action. Um, like to see him try. It's gonna try. Uh, that's not good. That's a six. Mm-hmm. No, no, sir. He is um, a dwarf, so it goes, but still coming up a little short there. <laughs> it hey. goes, it goes to bite down on you and just kind of like clinks onto the end of your shield. You just kind of look down. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> It's just like it's just gnawing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and this thing's not very big either. Like the cage itself is probably only like th- two feet by two feet, and so this thing is not a very large, but it has its little like spider legs. Uh, so now it's gnawing on your shield, Rangram. Uh, we need to make this thing our pet. We need to pet this thing, <laughs> right? I mean, you just, if you just talk to it. Um, all right, so this is Sloppy Boy's turn. Sloppy Boy is going to try to. Um, He's going to try to do nothing because it can't move. Um, it, doesn't have any, it doesn't have any ranged attacks, uh, but it does have something cool. Um, I need you to make me a uh, wisdom saving throw, Cosmo. Cool. 16. Yes, that does. That does save. Uh, this thing's eyes is staring at you, and it's just kind of like boring into you because it can't do anything. And uh, you feel like this kind of like st- like sickly kind of in the pit of your stomach uh, from this creature as you see its eyes kind of flash and uh, but you're able to fight it off but something uh, it was trying to do something to you uh, that you were able to uh, yeah. basically Cosmo like throws up a little bit in his mouth he's like <laughs> he's like that sloppy boy is gross I can't even look at it um, yeah no so he can't do anything else he's just sitting there uh, just like I said looking like a, a big it looks like that uh, that bag of uh uh, human fat that they pulled out of the garbage in uh, Fight Club. Kind of looks like that. It's really gross. So um, he's a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, nitro. You know, he, he might become nitroglycerin. Who knows? Or uh, soap. Uh, anyway, we could. Anyone else want to talk about Fight Club now? Uh, kidding. We don't talk about. Um, it. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, nasty boy. He's gonna try to save against Tasha City's laughter again. That's a three. Does not do it this time. That uh, that hacking, uh, no vocal cord laugh is still happening from this kind of darkened cell uh, as it's kind of holding on to the cage bars. And that's going to bring us to Glenn. Thank God. Um, okay, so Glenn is going to... How does this work? Yeah, Glenn's going to... Eh, no, from, from this position. So we have advantage, right, because of Guiding Bolt. Yep, the next attack against Doc has advantage. Okay, so I have advantage from that, but also Poe's going to be taking the help action, so I'd have advantage from that. Um, <laughs> so either way, I'm getting advantage. So I'm going to take a shot with my ring of volley. Um, so just, like, big white arrow just springs from a bow. Nope. And, oh, goodness gracious, that was the worst rolls ever. All three of them? <laughs> uh, well, advantage is one roll, right? I don't. I don't think we played double advantage. Oh my god, it's terrible. So twelve to hit. Shit. Um, twelve to hit. Yeah, uh, it does not. Uh, hold He's on. a spellcaster. He might have squishy AC. Hold on one second. That's I think he low. does. I think he does. But uh, here, a question: How much does mage armor give? I think it's a plus five. Is I think ma- five? mage armor. Um, I think makes it a base fifteen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it would miss then. Okay. 
So, okay, he just takes a shot right over Udak's uh, shoulder and just kind of splashes off of him. Um, it's plus three AC is what uh, Radar is saying. Three. It still would miss. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, it's 13 plus the dex modifier, so it would miss. Okay. So, yeah, I guess it just shoots right over her shoulder then maybe. Um, Glenn just kind of like embarrassed, kind of puts his bow down, like pretends like no one really saw it. They're like, oh, what the, the hell was that? <laughs> Arcing oh, that's crazy. Something. And then he's going to move uh, 15 feet this way and bonus action hide again for. See if your mimic friend can find you this time. Uh, this is much higher than my last roll. Oh, God. Uh, no. 20. It was a 12 plus 11, so 23. Okay. So I meant I meant much higher than my attack roll. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, you hide again uh, behind this uh, this table full of cages. Snick a snack. Um, uh, Doc, who is getting terrified now at this point, is uh, being accosted by Udax directly in his face, uh, is going to just kind of continue, like, not back up anymore, afraid that uh, Udak is going to attack them if they do, and is going to just take this giant inhale and is going to breathe out directly uh, into Udak's face. Uh, and I need Udak, Cosmo, Rangrim, and the Mimic uh, to all make dexterity saving throws. Uh, Rangrim, you're in range. I am in range to get plus four for that. Oh, or a D4, rather. Mm-hmm. Cosmos is an 18. 18? Okay, so you save. 13. 13 does not save. Don't make your dexterity your dumb stat, kids. Wait, was that with aura protection? Yeah. Dang. And I rolled a four on the D4, too. <laughs> Um, all right, so, uh, Bobby, you take 18 damage, um, and Rangrim. 18 damage? Yes. Oh, I don't like that. He saved. I don't like that at all. Uh, Rangrim, you take, uh, 36 uh, damage. <laughs> this, uh, this breath, uh, actually, I need to make, I need to make a save for Udak as well. Um, fuck, Udak is not safe. Uh, and... The Mimic does not save. Um, so Udak and the Mimic also take 36 damage. This breath uh, that blasts forth from Doc is, it's this black, this spiraling black and cold freezing uh, breath that is like this. It just looks like this black vortex, but also it's just like freezes you in place as it hits you. Um, and it's like this mix of necrotic and ice like breath that is, it's unlike anything you ever encountered. And it just like, blasts you in the back rangram and i guess you are facing towards it blasts you in the face just like this spiral vortex of this like dark freezing energy um that is going to absolutely murder the mimic uh the mimic just freezes solid uh and is just like completely stuck to the end of rangram's shield with its mouth still like on it uh (laughs) and is frozen solid uh rangram how are you looking now it's gonna be poe's best friend he's gonna ride that into Um, battle on a scale of 1 to 63, Ring Room feels like an 18. <laughs> and apparently um, a popsicle. Uh, Udak is very, very, very much um, bloodied. Uh, so Udak is like partially like basically just, yeah, they're popsicle-esque, uh, just kind of like frozen and like there's just like icicles hanging off of them and they're uh they're just kind of like they're you can see that their armor that they're wearing is kind of like hardened and is like freezer burnt in places um and cosmo you're able to kind of get your shield up in time to block the most of this but you also take some of this freezing damage uh 
and it is going to slow. Uh, you guys have half movement. Um, uh, anyway, uh, um, that that was Doc's turn. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to bring us to Poe. Um, yeah, after watching Poe very or watching Glenn very embarrassingly miss his shot, Poe kind of like shoots him a dirty Raven look and swoops high again, and then gets ready. I guess because he would have swooped. I'll move him over here. He gets ready for the next help action um, again when Glenn makes his next attack. He's going to okay. constantly be like dive bombing and trying to like distract Doc as Glenn makes his attacks. Awesome. That's going to bring us to Udak, who is going to kind of like, as they move, you can almost see the ice falling off of them. Uh, and they're just like kind of crunching their way up and fighting through this, uh, even though they're very, very injured uh, and is going to. You think that's going to stop me? And he's going to throw uh, throw a couple hits at him uh, with his built-in swords. Get him, Udak. Dude. Um, he rolled a nat one and a three. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Um, he's, uh, he's trying to move, and he just, like, he can't because of this, like, the ice is just like his his muscles just can't move at the speed and he's like trying to move to hit him and it just like isn't enough to actually get any kind of power behind these hits and uh he's not able to make it through that mage armor uh it's just kind of like deflects off of it and you could just see the frustration in udak's eyes and he just like lets out this like very like almost like feral-esque like roar uh and but that is going to be all that udak is going to be able to do for this turn cosmo it is you right um and uh, dodging that ice wave, he is just going to be this, like, finally, it's my turn. And he's going to run up on Doc, and uh, he's going to give him the old one-two. With <laughs> the old what for? The old one-two with his uh, war pick here with an attack. Ooh, nat 20. Yep. Oh, shit. Let's see, so an... 18 on the second to hit is what okay. it's going to be. Uh, I mean, yeah, both those hit. Okay. Um, and all right. So let's see. So Cosmo is going to just like, he is going to just give him one good swing to the chest. And, and then on the turnaround, he's going to use his divine smite on crit. He's just going to end this awesome. garbage. It's going to be 10 damage for the first attack. Is he undead or fiend? Yes, he is undead. Oh, dude, he's so dead. <laughs> Let's see. No, he, he said he's undead, not I, so dead. I, well, <laughs> he's about to be re-dead. It doesn't it give so you extra. It's another D8. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's going to be... 22, so 44 damage. So he takes okay. 54 damage. Okay, so Bobby, you uh, you get this attack off on them, um, and as you uh, as you basically hit them with this uh, spell, they also like reach out their uh, they reach out their their wand to you and hit you with this thing as just as you're coming down with your uh, and basically delivering your blow, which I will let you describe. Um, but they are going to... I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. Got it. So that's gonna be... 20. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna a, make it. Not, so a, you're only, not a nat 20, I will say, <laughs> but... 
Uh, no worries. Yeah, so it's it's gonna only do uh, three damage to you then, as this like basically ice energy hits you out of their uh, out of the end of their staff. Um, but how do they die? Um, I would say that uh, Cosmo. I I will say that Cosmo. He like swings. It's like a divine smite, like shock straight to the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. Just, I don't know. That's the best I got. I don't know what it's Doc. So, yeah. So you hit him with you hit him in the chest with this thing, and as you hit him, it you you it gives in like so you hit them with your your hammer, and this like that lightning energy kind of comes off of it again, and you hit them, and you you hit the mage armor, and it like for a second it kind of holds, and you see it just shatter and when it shatters you hit them in the chest and their chest caves in as if they are just like an empty husk like it basically just caves into them so easy way easier than you would have thought and it's not like a wet like body like a solid thump it makes like a crunching noise as they're like dry uh dragonborn husk of scales and uh like bones underneath just kind of give in and it is just like dry and empty inside of this thing and as you hit it it kind of like they kind of crumble and fall apart uh inside of this uh this robe and like they just fall to the floor in pieces uh and dry pieces that kind of like almost dustifies not all the way to dust there's still like bones and stuff in there but like it kind of partially disintegrates as it dies um and as that happens you guys both see that the uh, the aggression and any of the like awareness that these flesh golems have, they're still awake. They're not, but they are not. Uh, they're not. They don't seem like they're fighting anymore. They're not trying to get to you. They literally just look like they are void. They just kind of stop moving at all. Uh, the one that was laughing, uh, it does not laugh anymore. It seems like that even it broke Tasha's face laughter, but it just is sitting there. And the one that was like kind of struggling to move forward because of your spell has just stopped moving and is just staring there, like uh, standing there, almost similar to the the, uh, the creatures in the cages. However, the creatures in the cages, as soon as Doc dies, they start throwing themselves. So the the uh, Boulder Fist guard who was just standing there before, and then. Uh, think Winsworth the uh the friend of the halfling uh that was just kind of standing there blankly before starts kind of throwing themselves in the cages and is like they are acting so aggressively uh trying everything they can to get out of their cages at you um and Tarden is like hey this this doesn't seem right Tarden what did you do I, I I don't know I mean I looked at it but I don't think that was it this is there, this is they're like banging their heads against and trying to get through it. Or are they like yep. trying to like bang their yep. heads they're, and like do damage to themselves. They're literally no, they, they seem they're like reaching through the cages. They're seemingly trying to do everything they can to get to you. But the flesh golems are not. And the, the flesh, flesh golems, golems are. are not. Glenn's gonna Glenn like as he's make closing the distance to Cosmo and Udak, um he's gonna do a few things. He's going to one signal to Poe and say, Poe, keep an eye out and send Poe across the hallway. To here to keep in a watch this way. Um, he's also going to hand Udak one of his healing potions, and then he's going to just say to Cosmo, "Maybe he's got something on him. There's got to be a charm. There's got to be a way to calm these guys. They're they're freaking out. We need to get them to shut the hell up." But well, and well, he just starts rifling through Doc's shit. The, the staff, the staff did something. He kept using them to control him. Uh, if I look to the staff, is it like glowing? Does it seem like it's like emanating power? 
Uh, roll me an investigation. Or okay. Arcana. Is that anything like Arcana? Uh, oh, wow. Natural 19. Um, I'm going to go with the investigation, which makes it a dirty 25. Okay. Um, so the you definitely get uh, feelings of like, some sort of radiant energy off of this uh, off of this staff. You don't know whether or not it's like causing them to freak out. You don't know whether that is actually like correlation or causation. Uh, but there definitely is magic and power in the staff. And the staff itself is um, when you're looking at it, uh, there are runes carved all the way up it uh, that are the symbols of Torok. Like this is a this is probably a holy symbol of some sort uh, and a casting uh, used for casting. Um, it's like a quarterstaff. Okay, so I'm sorry. Torog was the god of taking punishment. Is that the one that? Nope. Okay, which uh, was god of slavers, right? That's what it slavers was. and tortures. Yes. Which was the god of? Oh yeah, you're right. That's the that's crawling crawl. king. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do I see? With that investigation and kind of like rifling through his shit, do I see anything else that looks trigger worthy? Anything that's like, you know, we've, we previously found a whistle. So like now I'm looking for like magical triggers that like would be affecting this behavior. Uh, yes. So um, I'll say with your investigation check that you did, um, you, you kind of like you're rifling through and you're starting to feel this like the dust that this person kind of turned into, like there was like almost like it was filling their insides. Um, there's like a pile of it on the ground that's kind of coalesced on top of their, uh, it's like this shimmering dust that's kind of collated on top of their robes. Um, if you want to roll me a, did you roll an Arcana check or an investigation? I did investigation on the last one. Roll me an Arcana check. Okay. Not as good. That's a 12. Okay. Um, you feel like this dust has some sort of magical uh, potency to it. Okay. Uh, boys, I don't know if we necessarily have a means of uh, stopping that aggression over there, but the staff has definitely given off some some slaver energy and reminds me a lot of that touring that we were reading about earlier, but this this powder here seems to be affecting the group in some weird way as well. I don't know if Doc necessarily won't even be involved in a lot of this. What do you what do you guys think we should do? Well, um, uh, first, I, I think we I need to do something about this. And I'm still I'm like holding my shield with like the frozen mimic on it and like picking like icicles off my eyelashes. Well, uh, what if we break it? Break the staff. Right. Well, none of us clearly have the uh, uh, intelligence to use it. I mean, I, I've never had a big hammer. You seem to have the thing that might break this thing, so go for it. I'm just going to take a few dozen steps back, and I very masculine way retreat. I hide. I'm over here. Uh, go ahead, Cosmo. You got this. And uh, I, like, duck behind a table. Co Cosmo uh, takes the staff in his hand um and does his own um arcana check on it that's not any better five <laughs> uh yeah it's a piece of wood right yeah it's 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 a five um and uh he's just like well here goes nothing and he just like breaks it over his knee uh well it's a magical item so you 
you could try. Uh, roll, I mean, roll an attack on it for sure. Sure. Uh, by the way, DM, I think it goes without saying as the rogue that I take the bag of dust. Okay. I'll say they're able to kind of like using their robes, you're able to uh, pour like into a little flask or some sort of other vessel. I have, that you... I have all those little vials. Cool. I'll say that, yeah, you're able to uh, fill up a pretty large vial uh, with enough of that dust that has this like really shimmering quality to it, but also everything that like touches feels automatically dry. It's very strange. Weird. Uh, I rolled a 19. Okay. So, yes. Um, you, I'll say that you are able to, uh, you're not able to smash, you try to smash the thing over your knee. Uh, and it like, you know, you immediately realize that this thing is in, like reinforced by magic. And so like you hit it against your knee and you're probably able to like, like suffer through it and not like yell out because you basically just smashed this unbreakable object into your leg. Um, Does it crack? You're, it doesn't crack, but you set it down on the ground and you smack, like kind of prop it against one of the cages. So it's at like a 45 degree angle and you smash down on it with your hammer and your hammer, there's a reaction between the hammer and this thing. Like the, like the second that you hit it, it's almost like oil and water mixing there. There's something inherently about the hammer that like the energy inside of that staff, like the second that it hits it, like this lightning energy concentrates and just like hits it. And almost like when you see, like when people would do the, the lightning into a piece of wood where it kind of like spreads out and burns it, that's what happens to this staff. And as it hits it, it kind of like, you see all the Torog symbols and all of like the, uh, the magical runes on it. It like almost eats into them with this lightning that's burning into the wood. And like, it basically, you see like a, a flash of magic and like almost like a sputtering and the, whether or not you could, you knew it before, or could tell before, there was like an inherent light, and or actually an inherent darkness that was on this piece of wood, uh, this quarter staff that seems to no longer be there. Uh, and now you just have basically a smoking quarter staff that is covered in these like uh, burn marks uh, and kind of like slightly uh, pulsating with this kind of like heat still. Uh, but whatever energy that seemed to be in it before uh, no longer is there uh, after hitting with your hammer. Do the people with the black eyes do anything? No, but you turn around and see something. You start hearing this like sickly wet noise of a bunch of things falling to the floor. And you see probably one of the most disturbing things you've ever seen, which is uh, Sloppy Boy basically disintegrating. Whatever magic was holding them together was keeping their parts together. They basically just kind of like fall to the ground. It's literally like a bag of flesh falls to the ground and just like they completely fall apart um just leaving this like wet pile that looks like muck the pokemon on the ground um and the flesh uh the flesh golem that's in the cage the nasty boy basically comes seems to come apart at the seams all the places that the pieces were sewn together and just literally falls apart into like muscle and bone and flesh and metal uh inside of this cage and it's now just there's two piles of flesh uh and grossness that uh one of them is in the middle of the hallway and uh, one of them is inside one of the cages. Are uh, Udak's hands still totally knives? Does anything weird happen to Udak? <laughs> Nothing weird happened to Udak except for the fact that uh, he is still pretty hurt. I know that you were you had healed him. Uh, Give him a healing potion. Okay, what is that? A D four something like that. I think so. It's a D four plus Constitution. Oh, good. It's four plus uh, plus two, so that's a six. Good for Udak. Uh, Cosmo, good job on turning the. 
mound of flesh into a mound of skin. Uh, we might want to take that staff with us when we go, though. I don't think we need that falling into anybody else's hands. Well, right. And uh, seeing the sloppy boy just like break open like a dirty water bed on the floor. <laughs> oh, God. He's so just God. like, he's just. <laughs> oh, the smell has got to be heinous. Like it just, it literally just released. Uh, released everything that was nasty inside of it. So it's 10 times worse now. Terrific. Well, I rolled a constitution saving throw and it's a 17 plus whatever. So I just felt like that would be fun. You don't puke. Okay. Well, boys, I think uh, I think we need to figure out our next steps very but, carefully. But Well, this stuff is not what makes them all like black-eyed and yucky. But, well, I remember uh, we have a couple other black-eyed friends down the hallway who might not be as locked up as these guys are. We might need to get the hell out of here before uh, things get worse. Right, we need to find a place to uh, recoup. We can lock ourselves inside, but I don't know what's necessarily going to happen there. What if we, what if we try to make our way out and recoup with Udak and his friends and see if we can't come back? I mean, we've, we've taken care of two of the three brothers, and yeah, there might be a a hardened resistance on the next one, but a little bit of time and preparation seem to pay off this round. Maybe we can do it again. Well, um, uh, uh, here's an idea. Why don't we just ask them to come help us then? The slaves or Udak's friends? Uh, That weird little goblin, those friends with Udak, all those other guys with all the knives in their heads and stuff. I think seem like they'd be good in a fight. I've, I think that's a fantastic idea, but we need to get the hell out of here first. We need to go collect them. Well, Rangram, you look that, like you're in pain. Maybe yeah, you I could, need I, to heal up a little bit. I could use a net, but before that, uh, I'm going to cast sending to send a message to Scraps. Oh, Red. Yeah, what do you want to say? Um, oh, shit, fuck. Um, we're real hurt. Bad. Send everyone. To the mines and shit. <laughs> Were you counting the words? Yeah, kind of, because it's supposed to be like a short <laughs> message. Yeah. Um, you hear, uh, I know it's not, it's technically not a, a short message, but I like it better as being like an actual phone call. Um, so you, you hear uh, the startled sound of scrap. Ah! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we can come over here right away. It will make it snappier than normal. Like, just hurry, because... <clears throat> It smells horrible here. I want to. Go, I want to go somewhere else. Yeah, Dozer, let's go. Um, and that's what you get. Gregory, who are you talking to? I think that little goblin guy, scraps of skirts and and, and boozer. I lost a lot of blood, so I might have not been talking to anyone. But maybe we should go check by that uh, the entrance to these mines here so that w- we can meet them and maybe i could take a nap i think that's a good idea i'll i'll keep poe behind us uh kind of deeper in the mine and we can we can make our way back but i mean if these guys and kind of signals to like all the guys with the black eyes like banging their heads and trying to break out of the cells if these guys are uh coming after us i think those those few that we saw earlier with all those mushrooms they're going to be doing the same so just be on the lookout mm-hmm well, uh, that's what I hope not, because uh, this might this place might heat up a little quicker than we want. But uh, let's, uh, with it, let's go. Do you want to take a breather here? Or do you want to go right away? 
Well, uh, he just, Cosmo puts his hand on the wall, he says, I just need a minute, and he puts his hand on his chest, and you see a light, uh, reflect off of him, and he, you see him gain strength back. Um, you guys can technically, uh, take a short rest, too. It's only an hour if you want to try, uh, finding a place that's secure, or it's just taking a short rest here if you wanted to. Uh, ring room would be much like a short rest. I think RP-wise, that's what we're trying to decide. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I mean, it feels good. I could fall over right here, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, if you guys is, want... is, Isn't that good for you, Cosmo? If you guys want to sit back behind these tables over here, they've been hiding pretty well for me, and I'm going to like flip one of the tables over so it's like a like every gun shootout in every movie ever. Um, Flynn flips the table. I'm going to I'm gonna keep an eye on here. I'll... I'll look at him. I'm doing okay. Well, uh, I got you guys covered for for the next hour. Just take a rest and tend your wounds. Oh, that would, that would be great. But first, is there any like flasks or vials kicking around in this room anywhere? Uh, roll me an investigation check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yes, I'll say that you find two um, that have two vials that are kind of uh, tucked away in one of these cages, um, and it it seems like they're they were health potions. Uh, they're a bit past their prime, um, and so I'm going to say that uh, they're going to have half potency. Um, but they are—they're like brownish uh, healing potions that are pretty old, similar to the awesome. ones that you pulled out of uh, um, out of Luther's trunk. All right, so super sick, like double whammy on what Rangroom was trying, <laughs> trying to do right there. He's going to quaff both of them, just like chug them, <laughs> like probably taste nasty, like old cough medicine. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going over to the sloppy boy, and I'm filling up the vials with whatever liquid goop is remaining oh, from his body. God. And um, then corking those, putting them in my belt, and um, just laughing to myself. Like, oh, it, it's going to be funny. Trust me. And then Rangram would uh, kind of nod off, like immediately fall asleep. You got like, a sloppy boy grenade. Yeah. Two, to be Two precise. Two sloppy boy grenades. So gross. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, Cosmo, what are you doing? Um, Cosmo just goes over to this whatever ranshackled safe haven that Glenn is trying to provide for us and just falls flat over and it's just oof. And he's just gonna, he's just out. He has no interest <laughs> in that smell. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not that good, especially because it's you're inside the room with the other one that fell apart as well. Um, Udak's gonna walk over to Glenn and just be like, "I I appreciate you keeping an eye out for us. I also gotta I gotta take a rest. I'm I'm not gonna be able to do much more uh, unless I do. You you sure you're good? Um, as good as I'll ever be. I mean, make it a quick one. You got at most an hour. If if things get bad, I'll I'll try to hold everything off. But you guys are putting me in a hard spot. You know, this isn't how I like to do these things." <laughs> Um, awesome. Uh, Glenn, roll me a perception check. Okay. Uh, and it's at, also for have, Uh, yes. Um, but I'll say that you have advantage on because of your, uh, your earwigs. It's going to be, um, audio. Okay. So, okay. I'll roll for Poe first. Oh, Poe got a nat 20. Oh, cool. Puts out a 23. Is Poe staying where they're at or are they moving? They're where they're at, but they're like hidden. They're, they're okay. watching down that way. Um, cool. and then. I got a, you said perception? A perception. Uh, 22 total. Yes. 
so over the course of this hour, um, it's kind of earlier into it, but you just hear the sound of just like running, uh, kind of like running fast movement uh, through the, the corridors. You don't ever see anyone running past your hallway, um, but you, you hear the sound of like things running back and forth and movement. And then you also hear like, a like a nullish growl uh barking like orders and trying to uh like basically yelling uh and trying to like almost in a commanding kind of tone you hear at least two different null voices um kind of talking right. amongst themselves i don't they would be talking in like a null language <laughs> they're talking to each other in this this broken abyssal um but they also seem like they're almost yelling at something else or other things trying to command them as well. Uh, and you, over the course of the hour, still hear all this movement, but don't ever see anything. Um, but yeah, you are able to successfully uh, keep an eye out for an hour, and uh, Udak kind of uh, wakes up and is uh, just kind of gets up and just kind of pats himself off and kind of stretches, and uh, Cosmo and Rangrim, you were waking up as well. So while that ap- hour was happening, um, obviously, like, stealthily and, like, paying attention but he's Glenn's not just gonna like stand there um right he would be scanning like the whole room staying away from the cages um like let's say like 15 feet from the cage in case someone tried to or like 10 feet in case someone tried to like lunch and grab him um but he would be scanning the whole room for any type of notes um mm-hmm. any type of correspondence any type like this this looks to be where doc was like performing experiments i would i would think so like i would think there'd be some kind of um maybe transaction I'll- ledger so you don't find anything of of that sort you do find a lot of just like you can tell that a lot of it seems like a lot of what spends time in here is gnolls um it it almost and it seems like a lot of creatures move in and out of this room um you don't find any kind of like artificing tools surgical tools anything of that sort it almost seems like this is more of a manufacturing facility for cages and for holding creatures um okay this is where you maybe be taken maybe to be taken somewhere else um but yeah you don't find anything of that sort in here so, from you know the conversation with Gerd and the way the map was drawn, do I get the inclination that this is the X that Gerd had drawn, or this is a different room as to like where Doc would be? You would get the understanding that this is uh, a different room, maybe uh, further in. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, for an hour, I feel like there's one other thing I could check. Um, I was going to say, if you want to send Poe around to scout things out within the hour, unless you want him to sit there the entire time, that's that's totally up to you. Honestly, I think Poe at the farthest would, like, I don't know how far this tunnel goes, but he would be watching the opening of this cavern for sure. Okay. Like cool. that. You just want them stationary there. Yeah. It, I want to know, you know, I think they have cool. vision of like 60 feet. I want to see 60 feet that way, 60 feet that way the whole time. Um okay. Yeah. I, okay. So I guess also if this is where they're dropping off the people or the slaves, um, do I find a cache, either a secret cache or like a present one, or an obvious one of the things that they've taken from the slaves? Because presumably their stuff's got to go somewhere. Um, you do not. Um, it, it's okay. it's like surprisingly like um, there's there's really not a lot here aside from like clothing and things of that sort. Like there's old clothing and just like it's just a very messy room. But there's not like a, a horde of magical items in here. You assume that I mean whether or not they're in a different room or whether or not the gnolls would take it with them and sell it themselves or keep Makes them sense. or whatever. Like it seems like this thing is devoid of any valuables that you can find. Do I see any like very well drawn out 
um, emergency exit signs that you know let you know where you are and where the nearest exit is. And- uh, yeah, you actually uh, in the corner you find this little staircase and it says to the conservatory. Uh, so <laughs> to to the bad guy, the big uh-huh. bad. Hundred okay, percent. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. You- I take that and win. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, you after find an that- hour, I just let that time pass. Uh, gotta, you find the. You find the, the the silver key that uh, is missing from every water temple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not funny. That's mean. <laughs> no one ever finds that key. Um, awesome. Uh, Rangrim, what are you doing? Uh, Rangrim just be waking up at uh, this moment, right? Because I just took a long rest. Um, how far away was the elf camp from the mines? Um, it so it took it took you guys uh, probably about I think an hour to travel there. Um, whenever you were taking a walk, like looking at it, and then when you weren't, like you guys went there kind of at night in the darkness. But it took you about an hour uh, moving, and maybe a little bit less time when you were taking the cart. All right. Um, well, I say we go see if maybe scra- uh, um, scrapes and boozer have showed up. Yeah. And, uh, and check the entrance yeah, but, and then if, if they don't maybe we we fuck off or... I, I agree I think uh, as deep into these caverns as we want to go we need to be more prepared because I'll be honest uh, damage wise I'm feeling okay but uh, that guy kicked your ass and there's going to be a lot worse probably as we go down I mean he was quite literally a, a shell of a dragonborn so I don't know what's going to happen as we go further. If Doc is the less scary of the brothers, I can't even imagine what Alton's going to look like. I agree. What do you think, Cosmo? Cosmo, if you're silent, <laughs> we'll just start leaving now. I um, would like to take this time to... Take Cosmo's gold? Yeah, I would like to go through Cosmo's pockets <laughs> and find that journal. Oh, oh my God. Can Cosmo wake up to me and Glenn reading his diary? Oh my god, he he's gonna freak out. <laughs> dear dear diary. Um yeah, Glenn's so super mean. Glenn, roll slide of hand if you really want to. No, I'm not gonna do that. Oh come on. <laughs> not when he's not he okay, fuck you, fine. Because he's not here, it's even better. Oh shit. <laughs> uh Bobby make a completely unsuspicious perception check. Uh, with disadvantage because you're sleeping. I'm taking a short rest. Like, yeah, short rest is like bandaging your wounds or whatnot. I'm actually taking a nap. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. Okay, so a perception check. What you need? Um, you guys are monsters. Monsters? What happened? What? Uh, we're gonna find out. Oh no. Okay. Well, eleven. Uh, so as Cosmo kind of like starts paying attention again to what's going on around him, just all bandaged and feeling healthier, you see Glenn with a mage hand in Cosmo's book that he always reads, just like floating in front of his face. And he's just like pantomiming, or he's just like pretending to read. And he's like, oh, on this day, Glenn's bird pooped in my eye. And just like mocking, pretend <laughs> reading a diary of Cosmo's. And then he kind of like floats it over to Cosmo and he like slaps the book against his chest. He's like, you need to be more careful with these kind of things. And I stole your book. But, you woke uh, up to us reading your diary. Well, this, this, this is my dead, dad's diary. You should oh, that's read- crazy. You had a friend named Glenn? 
We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and and Glenn likes to Glenn likes to call, or Rangram goes. I think I might have poked the bear on that one. And well, said, I thought it was a riveting story. And Rangram's like laying like on his stomach with his hands like this, like cradling his chin, just like kicking his feet. If it makes you feel better, Cosmo, I can't even read Dwarven, so it just looked like a bunch of characters to me. Well, you know, as your friend, I kind of feel a little, uh, went through my shit. That's not really cool. just a little, 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 keep it light. You know, we're in a dungeon, we might all die. Ranger might turn into a, like a, a murderous monster, you know. Right, Things so... playful. Well, wouldn't it better time hit Cosmo standing up and takes his book and puts it in his pouch and he says, well, what better time then to uh, go through your friend's stuff then, I guess? Yeah, you get it. You get it. So we're deciding <laughs> uh, whether or not we're going to keep going or we're going to meet the guys. We're going to meet Dozer and Scraps at the at the front door. What do you what do you think, Cosmo? Well, uh, let's. I guess we can go to the door and see if anybody's a knocking. Uh, I think the rest of that group, when you guys were asleep, I heard some, some of our Knoll friends and they were seemed to be scurrying about, I couldn't actually get a bead right on where they were DM. I couldn't tell if no, they're coming from like, you, I would you assume the left cause maybe you, Odin's yeah, DM. You, uh, yeah. So you hear them from coming from the left. Uh, they're kind of, it's like echoing down the hallway. Okay. Uh, so yeah, back, back by that water source, more of our, our big hyena friends. I'm not sure if we want to maybe take the stealth route again or just push our way through what do you guys want to do well, i think we might want to be a little stealthier on on this one because um I, I don't get a lot more tricks up my sleeve until we get a proper sleep in all right Udak, you ready cosmo you ready to stealth our way through this one maybe you guys can like put on a burlap sack so you're not shiny gold and platinum i think you're wearing like uh i think they're still wearing like black uh uh fabric. oh yeah we came in with this. around them that's right that's right that, that's actually that's what it is that's what's wrapped around you in uh in breaking branches art yep is it, it is actually that's super sick it's so fucking cool <laughs> i guess one um, nice. thing for that hour i didn't think about but what about just like looting the nasty boy in this cage would i have seen anything special in the entrails that unraveled either weaponry or anything along the lines of that uh yeah, roll me an investigation check. Just to retcon real quick. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that's what I get for not remembering. Uh, that's a eight. Uh, eight? Um, see a bunch uh, of different bodies? Yeah, you don't really see anything, unfortunately. Okay. It's just, it, I mean, I, I think you get close enough, and, like, honestly, you're, the smell is just so foul that, like, you just, like, I think you walk that you walk over to the cage, and you're like, no, I'm not even going to open this up. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. This half-bent, half-destroyed cage, like, the lock itself is probably all fucked up. Like, you're like, no, not worth it to get into this, me- like, meat mess. Yeah, um, that that's that's on brand. Well, okay, um, and- I got an idea. And uh, Rangram makes his eye go, go black. And then he just holds up several pairs of manacles that he's been holding on to, and he's like... We, we could we could pretend it like I like I'm I'm one of them, and I'm taking you outside for some reason. Um, uh, it worked well the first time. Smoke Unlike pressure or something. I smoke. think I'm pretty sure they do that for slaves in <laughs> the Evan Depths. Give them smoke breaks, but we can try it. 
<laughs> Rangram, you're, you're Mr. Charming, so you're in front. I, I, I am kind of the, the charming one in, in the group. I thought I was the charming one. Whoa. Yeah, but this is like under dark charm. Like this is like underground charm. You're you're surface charming. Like, there's not enough light to like beam off that the the beard, you know. Right. Well, uh, then on we go then. So I think we would take uh, what was the the halfling's name? Tarden. Tarden. So yeah. same like we'd manacle all them up, but they're not locked. They're just uh like closed. Okay, I'm gonna change. Hold on, let me give Tarden a name. It was like his name was like Howell. Uh, the other one I believe his name is like Winston or something. I know Greg is the uh, is the, the god. Yeah, the guard. Greg the god. Friends with Greg Gary. Greg had an affair with Gary's wife. It's canon. Oh, no. Oh, terrible. Greg, no. Greg, no. Um, okay, so yeah, Tartan's. Yeah, yeah. I, so are we like leaving? What's going on? Um, do you want to leave? Yeah, does, do the halflings live in the Shire? Of course I do. Come on. Well, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this, and I'm going to hand him one of the health potions. Okay. Um, this looks terrible. What is this? Well, fine, and I'm going to take it back from him. No, no, I mean... Nope, I not anymore. And then I'm just going to start walking away, like, tugging on a chin, like, come on, slaves. What is it? It's all over my hands. Um, it's a health potion. It smells terribly. <laughs> what is that, actually? Is it? Oh, God! He's really? looking over at the, the pile of meat mess. Like, he's been hiding in this cage, couldn't see the pile of meat <laughs> from the other one, and now he's seeing, like, this, this like, pile of uh, sloppy goop in the hallway. He's just like... Uh, oh, no! Oh, God! If you think um, that's bad, you should hear what's in Cosmo's journal. Oh, now, come on. <laughs> Uh, for the marching order, Glenn would be towards the back, and Poe would be like sixty feet behind them, kind of like swooping, watching behind him, swooping, watching behind him, like as we move through these caverns. Okay, um, just uh, give me a marching order and kind of show me a ping where you want to go in the hallway. Let's say we'd probably be like here, with everybody like probably towing in line behind me. I know I would be first, probably with Glenn. I'd, I would Glenn would be in the very back, holding up the back. I think I have the most. Uh, range for the most part maybe the uh, half ring behind me in the middle yeah and udak and udak would be right behind you rangram yep awesome okay um so as you're kind of walking like for like further down this hallway um you're starting to hear just like there's like just running footsteps uh like almost like back and forth uh kind of further down and you just still hear that knoll kind of like barking orders um and then you start hearing what sounds like heavy banging on something metal uh just like fur like far away down uh down the hallway like just like a distant echoing of like a doom doom um and that's what you get are you going so you're going to the left or to the right left towards toward back towards the entrance right yes that's what that was my intention yeah. We'll try and see if uh, the other dudes have arrived. Okay. Um, so how for how far are you going uh, down? Are you just going to continue to move down this hallway slowly until you get to like the uh, kind of like the intersection of all the tunnels again? Yeah, we're basically just going to keep going towards the entrance, just walking at a 
normal clip so not okay. raise suspicion as, as if i'm bringing them to maybe the gate itself right okay and so you're basically leading this whole group all of which have fake manacles on them mm -hmm. okay awesome um so you get to the uh intersection of the hallway where you had like the massive battle with the gnolls um and where like you can either go north to the water or into the mushroom cavern or back to the entrance just like the intersection wall four tunnels um and you see a knoll that is like basically standing, uh, looking over its shoulder and yelling um, at these, you can see these figures that are literally just running back and forth, like kind of running up to it. And then it kind of like gets in their way and then they turn around and run back. Uh, you see the human miner uh, and the boulder fist guard, like all the miners that were in the cavern with the mushrooms, uh, they are kind of running back and he's getting in their way. And then he kind of like turns around and sees you all and goes, hey, <sighs> Can, can you help? Can you help me with this? Nope, I got orders. Wait, why are you talking? Because Doc said I could talk. Uh, roll perception check or uh, uh, persuasion. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh, this is going so well. Natural one. <laughs> He um he goes. Oh, that's wait, that's not right. And then he just, he's gonna he's gonna turn around, and um, as he turns around and kind of focuses attention on you, uh, you see this human miner just come like running past him and kind of pushes him uh, pushes past him, and this person just kind of comes running straight across uh, into the water. Um, they are literally like frenzied. Think like uh, 28 days later running, like just absolutely, absolutely frenzied and nuts um, and runs uh, runs across this path, passageway into the water. Um, and the knoll is now like kind of pull his, pulls his daggers out and goes, who are you? Um, a slaver. Nice. Nailed it. Um, he's going to uh, attack you. <laughs> okay, here, can we let's pull these people up so we can see some give the give the people something hey, to see here. Yeah, 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 for sure. Move them forward. Um so I think Glenn was in the back. I yeah, Glenn would be Cosmo is right me. behind Rangrim. Um so as you kind of come around this corner, you can see that there just like are these frenzied forms like running back, like just up and down this this hallway right here uh, behind this knoll. Um, and they're kind of running up to the point where the knoll is at and then running back uh, down the hallway, just kind of like they're freaking freaking out. Uh, and do, do they have black eyes? They do have black eyes. Yeah, so they're just uh, running around. They're, just, but they're not attacking each other. They're not attacking. They're the... not attacking each other. They're not doing anything currently right now. Um, but this knoll is rolling an attack on Rangrim. Uh, but I don't believe it's going to hit. I think it's only a fifteen. He's going to dive at you with this dagger, uh, using that like that uh, was... knoll war cry. Uh, yeah. So he dives at you and kind of like deflects off your armor uh, and is kind of like, oh shit! You can see his eyes kind of go wide. Um, and I'm going to give you uh, an attack uh, on him as well. All right. This would be a regular old smashy boy, and that's another nat one. Oh my god! Get rid of that dice. Uh, yep, that one's going in the dice jail. Bye bye. <laughs> you you bye now. Bye bye. What was it? It was a natural one. <laughs> it was a no. Yeah, it was a natural one. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you go to uh, you go to attack him, uh, and 
you uh you kind of like <laughs> you swing your you swing your war hammer down on them and kind of like just completely whiff like it, it, they're looking at you kind of terrified that they just missed and you just like completely go over their head and like you're both just kind of staring at each other like fuck <laughs> um, um seeing the cosmo seeing the miss attack cosmo would just like ah run at him with his <laughs> manacles out and just straight go for a grapple uh on the knoll okay uh go for it it's plus my it's uh, athletics. Yeah, or it's just my strength modifier. Uh, it's plus your uh, it's just your strength modifier plus the roll. Uh, so it is a seventeen. Okay. Um, that's yeah. Uh, let me see. Ooh, it's actually good. Hold on. Uh, so it's even. Didn't we have this happen before? With uh, grapple, no. we had it like match, and I think nothing. No, happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. yeah, they're just both like. Yeah, it was fifteen plus two. For so, me. so, uh, yeah. Okay, so Cosmo, what what he was doing? He was he was running at the mat, the guy with his manacles, mm-hmm. trying to use the chain on them to choke him. Okay, so you do that. You pu- you push you push on him, uh, and you're able to like push against him. Uh, I'll say that you can roll. Uh, well. No, because you already did grapple. That's that's, fine. that's your thing. So okay. So uh, while he does yeah. while he does that, Glenn closes the distance and pulls out the Spider Queen dagger and just plunges it or tries to plunge it into him. Which I'm guessing oh, if he's in the middle of a grapple, I'd have advantage. That's uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> that's the light. That's the kind of rolls I like to hear. Twenty two to hit. That's a some quick math. Um, so twenty two to hit, and yes. it's. 10 damage plus another 11. So 21 damage. Hold on. Is there poison damage with this thing? Oh, and then a 15 constitution saving throw. So roll a con save. Damn. Okay. And then 2d6 on that. Uh, that is a 10. Nice. So 21. So 20, 30 damage to the null. As I just like plunge the spider queen dagger into his chest, and it's twenty-one of stabbing damage and nine of poison for what it's worth, and he's now poisoned for a minute. But as he like closes the different plunges into him, just whispers into his ear, he goes, "Dwarf pile," and just pulls the blade out. Uh, how much damage was it again? Total thirty. Thirty del- oh. total. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, as you do that, um, you see the light leave its eyes, and it just kind of collapses uh, to the ground. Um, and as that happens, the human miner comes running back uh, across again, and it's kind of frenzied at its frenzied pace, and just kind of like looks over and sees you attack the gnome, and you see it kind of just slide, skid to a stop, and like in this very feral stance, it kind of like almost like gets down in like this hunch and it just kind of growls at you and then you see the two other forms of the Goldfish guard and the orc miner that was in there that also has like has like, like a, a shovel and a pickaxe on its hands and uh, all of them kind of like tilt their head and just kind of start moving towards you like very slowly at, on the, with this crouch and uh, they all start diving at you and that is where we're going to leave the session tonight oh damn Baga. so close to getting out <clears throat> Baga. Where are you